What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, my apology. It's been a long Monday. Three, two, one. And now, for Pucks and Pines. Brought to you by Jimmy Sports Lounge in Kingston, Ontario. Gentlemen, welcome to Pucks and Pints. Uh, back at our regularly uh, scheduled time for now, uh, at least for this week. Um, I'm Coach K from Windsor, Ontario. Great to be here with you tonight. We're going to bring the other guys in. I'm not allowed to curse too much on this show, so I thought this was the shirt I was going to wear. I don't know if you can see it. And if you know who the guy in the... Uh, know who the guy in the picture is, you'll know my misery. Your favorite player. I hear uh, Disney on Ice is uh, hiring. Uh, anyway, let's bring it over to Queens, New York. We got a lot to get to tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, we certainly do. Uh, close the door. Close the door. He's yelling, close the door. I've got my headphones tangled in my legs. This is not starting out well. It's son, starting out like the week in the NHL. Holy right. Moly. My oldest son is just standing there with the door cracked open, just staring at me. Close the goddamn door. Uh, yes. So anyway, uh, there is a lot to lot to discuss, and um, I think between the three of us, we need to imbibe in a lot of alcohol. Yes. So I'm absolutely throw it back up to uh, Windsor to our uh, uh, knower of all things craft beer, and hopefully he can help get us drunk on. Uh, something that doesn't contain flowers. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll see about that. Uh, so, unbeknown to me, I came early for the show and got bored. So, started on locker room. Get to the uh, website. Get your discount. That's right. Sponsor of our show. Uh, once I'm done that, it's a toss-up here. I got a couple real colorful cans tonight. One is by Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery. Sounds like guys um, that smoke wacko tobacco. <laughs> these guys are up in Barrie. They're one of my favorites. Uh, it's called The Mutants Are Revolting. 
You know what? The cans are probably better than the beer. This one is really good. I like this one quite a bit. Their cans are awesome, by the way. Uh, their can art is it's on point. I'll tell you what. Uh, and then the other one I pulled out, uh, I picked up yesterday, which I'm excited to try, is called uh, Fergie. Uh, Fergie Jenkins Classic Law, uh, Pilsner. Oh, nice. Chatham, uh, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. By Sons of Kent. Uh, obviously, Fergie Jenkins being a, uh, uh, we'll say a Chatham boy. He's uh, between Chatham and Blenheim. Uh, lived out in uh, just outside of Charing Cross there. I went to high school with his daughter. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty geek to try that one so why can't you uh why can't you drink both i will be drinking both oh okay well you said i'm gonna pick one or the other you know like it's uh, i i've got like three or four of these ready oh yeah no i'm gonna drink them all it's just i I don't know which one i'm gonna start with yet a big b with his german with his grolsch that's right we need we need big b to I, i don't know if i should say this we need big b to create a holocaust across the nhl right now (laughs) <laughs> well, I wouldn't I, go that far. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to start, to be right. honest with you, with the NHL from this week. Well, here's where we're going to start. We're <laughs> going to start with our uh, our good old uh, race to the cup, and, and we'll talk about the teams that are still in. 16 teams enter, and only one survives. It's time for the race to the cup. Race to the cup. There's eight teams left. Let's start in the West. Big B, let's start with you tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle, Dallas. Let's go there. Two one, Kraken. So I have a question, and I have to. I have to think about it myself. When do we start taking the Kraken for real? Because you know, everybody said Dallas across the board. Everybody said Dallas. You said Dallas is going to the Cup. The Kraken just kicked the crap out of them yesterday not, yes, not yesterday, the day before 7-2, to beating uh, the best goalie left in the playoffs. And, and I, I don't think it's over yet, but I have a trivia question for you. Uh, and this may be a good trivia question for our friend, uh, Bacon. I know you always have one. Who is the leading scorer in the playoffs for the Seattle Kraken right now? Who would you Who would you take without Maddie searching? Years. Who? I'd have to say, what, uh, Bukestad? Yeah, okay. Big B? I said Beniers. Uh, Yanni Gord. Who do you think the second highest scorer on the Kraken is this year? In the Uh, playoffs, I mean. In the playoffs. Morgan Geeky. I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't even know. I don't even know enough of their players, to be honest with you. It's Schmaltz. Well, because they're... Nick Nick Schmaltz, really? They're a melting pot of everyone. And I agree with Big B. I think it's time we got to take this team seriously. They keep talking about Vegas and their four lines. And, you know, don't worry about Edmonton. We got these four lines running. This is a team that rules by committee. And and what's his name in net there? Uh, the, the old Spitfire. Um, I'm going Grubauer. blank again. Grubauer. Yeah, Grubauer. Grubauer. Grew, grew. Remember the chance at uh, WFCU. This guy's playing some really good hockey right now as well. So I agree. Seattle, time to take him serious. Well, here's the funny thing. We all picked Dallas. I still so got yeah, Dallas. I'm sorry. April 17th, when we made our initial picks for the first round, I made a note on my page. And under my, hand, my finger there, it says that Seattle is the sleeper. 
Yeah, you might be. And right. I was afraid to pick them because I didn't think they were going to go this far, and now I'm afraid that they're going to wipe Dallas out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm still going to stick with with the Stars, but it's going to be tight. And they do play some exciting hockey, do they not? Oh, the, the listen, their games are fantastic. They're playing by committee, and Man. and they're they're coming at you in waves. Um, they're they've got big big defensemen. Um, they play within the dots. Take note, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, they play within the four dots. You divide the rink in three. Uh, you know that. Bacon, right? Yep, yep. And they've got some speed up front. And they got guys that are like, should be over the hill and never lived up to what they were supposed to be. And, you know, your Everly's and, and you know, the, the guys like this, uh, Sushi's and Tanav. And, 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 and here they are. And yeah, it, I really wouldn't like mind the seeing story, them win. Right? I really wouldn't mind it. Oh, I'd be, I'd be awesome. I'll tell you what, but but I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not going to bet against Dallas. They're still there. I mean, they're up two one. They have the potential. The way I mean, don't get me wrong. Dallas isn't playing bad. Seattle is just capitalizing on their little mistakes and, and taking advantage of it. Um, I don't know. Like uh, you know, we all had uh, we all had Dallas. I had him in five. You had him in five, Coach K. B, you had him in six. Uh, it's still possible um, for, well, not for five, but for six anyway. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Just just imagine this, though. So look at the teams that have been eliminated. Boston, the Rangers, Tampa Bay, two of the best goalies and the best team in the NHL this year mm -hmm. have been eliminated. That leaves Jay, uh, Ottinger as the best goalie remaining. If the Kraken eliminate the Stars... The, the road to the cup is wide open. Wide open. Right now, the Stars have the path to get there. If, now if that I, those other three teams are out. I am we'll so get, glad we'll, you mentioned that because we'll, that we'll, would lead right into my pick for the draft lottery for tonight. We, we will Keeping get in. in mind no, that the that's, best later. Are the run. that's That's later. Oh, I know, Lincoln. but I, I'm just saying in that, that scenario, the best are slowly being eliminated. We could see the Kraken and the Panthers. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> who would imagine? Yep, that would be uh, nuts. I don't know. I, I don't know if you remember back in the back in the nineties, the uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks made a run to the Stanley Cup. Uh, they ultimately lost in the Cup Finals, but J.S. Jaguar won the Conn Smythe in a losing effort as yeah. a goalie. Nobody had them going anywhere. But remember, Big B, he was stopping 65 shots a game. Oh, he was standing on his head. But that, but what I'm saying is you're, nobody picked Anaheim to do anything. Nobody mm -hmm. picked Seattle to do anything. This happens every now and then in, in the NHL. A team gets hot at the right time, no matter what their seed, and they can run to the cup. You got it. You got it. Here's yeah, I a more... think the nice thing for, for Seattle and teams like that, they got nothing to lose. Right, right. There's no nobody. Nobody expects them to do anything, like you said. So, why not? Why not? Well, they Just, got this big brand new arena. Why not fill it? <laughs> and they got a great fan base, by the way. Unlike some other teams that can't sell tickets, right, or or play in a university uh, arena. Um, Seattle has done a great job marketing that team. And uh, Bacon's just smelling the flowers in his beer. Oh, it's so um, good. This is such a good beer. Anyway, uh, the other series, I guess, is more palatable for people. Uh, 
Uh, Dave Peñota is still saying the winner of this series will go and possibly win the Stanley Cup at this point. Mm-hmm. He got the Oilers in, in Vegas. Oilers shellacked them last game. Mm-hmm. But where, where were we at in that one? 2-1? 1-1. 1-1. Game three tonight. Game three tonight, yeah. I think Vegas is... There's only one key against the Oilers, and I think we all know it. Uh, stay out of the penalty box. Yeah. So the fifty-five percent power play on that team—that's <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. Now, so after the performance last game, do they think about starting quick, or do they stay with Brousseau, whatever his name? Is? I, I, apparently, according to what my sources, Brousseau is going to start tonight. I would go with quick. So, so here's the thing as well: is you had Brousseau start the game. Brousseau. Aiden Hill was their backup. Quick wasn't even listed for the last oh, really? game. So I don't know if he's still nursing some sort of an injury or if he's just their third, you know, because at the playoffs they were explaining last night in the game, you can't have an e-bug. So there's nobody in the stands that's going to come in and play for you. So your third goalie is technically your e-bug. And if you want to, you can dress him and sit him on the bench. They were talking about that during the the, uh, Toronto game because Murray was technically in the building, Mm -hmm. wasn't dressed, but he was just ready. He came down from from the press box when Samsonov got hurt. And waited to play. So, quick is there. Right. Just whether or not he's going to be dressed and ready to go, who knows. What would you do, guys? Year, what, what would you year, do? Last year, the Rangers series against the Penguins, the third, whatever his name was with the spicy pork, he had to come in in game one, the third goalie. Yeah. So, uh, it happens. Now, I, I'd go quick. I, I, this is kind of the situation you need a big road win. I jump over to quick right now. Well, that's that's it. You're walking into Edmonton's house. Um, one one. You, you've got to take you've got to take the win here, or else Edmonton gets the momentum. Um, yeah, I I mean, Brassois hasn't been playing bad, but I, I don't know. You, maybe you start Brassois on a very very short leash. You know, one two goals. Quick comes in, or I I don't really know. But you got so, so, to take you got to take home ice advantage back. And yeah, Quick is obviously the seasoned, experienced Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Good for a game or two at least, right? I would oh, put, for sure. Yeah, I would put him in. This may be him. your Stanley Cup right here. Yeah. Now, I have another uh, something to throw out. Uh, currently, I guess probably without doubt, uh, the best player in the world uh, so far in the playoffs is Leon Drysaddle. I was thinking about it, and it was confirmed today when I was when I was listening and reading that Connor McDavid is in fact dealing with something. He he'll be there, and he'll still be probably the third best in the world, even if he only has one leg. But can yeah. Drysital can Drysital continue to carry this team on his back if in fact? McDavid is 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 hurt. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. He's been doing it already now, um, and he doesn't show any signs of stopping. Like you know, he came out in, in was it game one, scored four goals, mm-hmm. uh, and then came back in this game, and I think he had two in the last game. So, like this guy is on fire. Like people are feeding him the puck. He's shooting from his his wheelhouse. I think uh, you know as long like you said as long as the other teams stay out of the penalty box. That's how you neutralize Drysaddle for the most part. You got to slow this game down. You 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 got to 
you got to clog that neutral zone like crazy. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a record at stake, and I believe it's a five-game series, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. But Reggie Leach and I can't remember who the other one is, but it's 19 playoff goals uh, within the first two series. Hmm. And Dreisaitl's at what, 13 or 12? He's uh, got he's, a bunch. He's on track to hit it. I think he was at, I think he was at 12. Yeah. Dreisaitl's at 12 right now. Yeah, so uh, it's possible. And even even with your, Connor McDavid being hurt, he's got 10 assists. So he's still feeding Dreisaitl uh, the puck, and they're scoring. Oh, so big even B. with him hurt, they're big still B. dangerous. He scored two goals last game. That's what I'm saying. Like, thank God he's nursing an injury if you're if you're the Vegas Knights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Drysaddle's 13. Sorry, not Because the guy scored two goals last game. So if he's hurt, give him to me. Put him in a wheelchair and I'll take him. All right. Over to the east. Let's just start with the elephant in the room. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> Idiots. My Idiots. shirt says the whole thing. Man, were the Leafs doing some beautiful passing last night. Do you not all agree to the other team? <laughs> Listen, I'll I was watching. I was watching the game, and I don't know what feed you get. We we were watching on TNT with Turner uh, Turner Network. Yeah, so you guys had the Florida feed. Uh, and well, we, it's a national feed for us, so it's the ESPN guys. Right. So in in between, they were talking to uh, um, uh, oh, who, who was it? Um, the Vancouver coach and uh, and Rick uh, Tockett. Rick Tockett, yeah, yeah, and and those guys, and they're all pointing out. Uh, oh, by the way, where is Matthews, Marner, and Tavares? A after the second period, they're just like, where are they? Going into the third period being 2-2, they're all saying they need to start doing something in order to push this team to get a win. And uh, nothing happened. You have four players in your top salary on your team consisting of $39 million that have one goal in the last seven games. One goal. And you're getting goals out of guys like Gustafson and Kerfoot and other guys that are just out there grinding. I am tired of watching this team fail with that much talent. Mm. And That's I where I'm at. I, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond surprised that they're down 3 nothing. Um, It's not your goalies, so it, throw that no. out the window. It's not the, your goalies. You know, the only argument I could make to that would be last night's game or, or the, 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 yeah, last night's game with Samsonov being injured. So Wall comes in. Probably nervous as hell. Never been in a playoff situation before. Let's the first one in. Plays great after that. But that first goal, okay, maybe it's jitters, maybe it's nerves. That's your only goaltending argument right there. That's it. Everything else has been stellar goaltending on both sides of the fence. So now imagine this. And I'm just going to throw it out there because I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're gone. But. One game at a time. Do you know that if the Leafs miraculously pull this off, if they just go out and have fun, they're the better team as far as talent goes. 
that Florida defense has flaws and Bobrovsky's due to break. So imagine this. If the Leafs pull it off, they will be the only team to come back from 0-3 twice. Because there's only four teams. There's the um, the Islanders, the Leafs, the Flyers, and I can't remember the other team. I want to say Montreal. But this doesn't happen very often. One game at a time. It's, you know... <laughs> and we're going to get to coaches inside the crystal ball. He's got to go. He does Part not motivate his team. Part of the reason I chose team. the Fergie beer was because I knew baseball season was approaching very, very quickly at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got to go. It, it, I don't know. It, it's really, I just think it's just frustrating for me to watch. That's all it is. They're as down 3 a, nothing. As, as a coach. Performance out of those top four players. As and a coach, maybe, Bacon. Maybe Matthews is hurt. You know, they alluded to it last night. He doesn't look like himself. He's not. You can tell he's not playing up to what he can play up to. Maybe he's resigned himself to, hey, we're done. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's it's hard to watch. It's uh, frustrating. But I'm going to stick with him till the end, which is probably Wednesday night. Maybe they get one more. But we'll see. One game at a time. But Bacon, I'm telling you, as a coach, you know... When we're coaching youths, we do have the ability to train them how to play the game in practice. But as a coach, you have right. one job. Your job is to motivate the team. Yep. Uh, I love Keith, but he can't he can't even motivate himself. He's beaten. Look at his could face. It, could it be? Maurice is out coaching him and he knows it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Could it be, and I'm looking, I'm thinking back to last year and the year before and the year before with, you know, guys like Thornton and Marlowe. Could it be they don't have a veteran presence in that room to give them what they need? O'Reilly. They've never been to this part before. They've, they've got the ta- all the talent in the world. What are you talking about? O'Reilly, Giordano. Spezza yeah, I mean, is going in that room. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Muzzin is, is in the room. Uh, Simmons, they're all around. They got veterans. They're shit is what they are. They're lazy pieces yeah, of maybe. crap. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, O'Reilly, O'Reilly's great. Giordano's great. I don't hold them in the same regard as guys like Marlowe and Thornton, though. Those are uh, like... Those are the guys. All right, you know we got to move. We got to move. We're, we're not talking about this uh. bunch of losers anymore. Um, <laughs> one game at a time. Uh, Carolina, New Jersey. Great to see Jersey spike back. That's what they did against the Rangers. Here's, here's the difference that I'm looking at with the Devils. So Freddie Anderson was complete garbage in the first period. They, they jumped out to an early 3-0 lead. From then on... The Carolina Hurricanes and the Devils played very even. Uh, and they, they wound up scoring five goals on a goalie that I don't think ever played in the NHL yet, you know, made his debut. Um, they also gave up three shorthanded goals. Now, you can look at the 8-4 score and say, oh, the Devils dominated. Uh, if you give up three shorthanded goals, you have flaws. You got a major you problem. Issues. Yeah, you're not this a Stanley Cup not team. the Rangers series. The devil, uh, the um, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes jumped out to a 2-0 lead. 
I think after the first period, Carolina played very, very well. Um, and it was just that they were, you know, in front of a very green goaltender. Uh, um, Ati Ranta is out with an illness. I don't know when he's coming back. Um, expect Anderson to be back in net whenever they, next time they play uh, Tuesday, probably. Um, I think it's a very different series than the Rangers. The, just because the, they scored eight goals, that doesn't mean anything. Well, I talk about a good coach. Brenda Moore. He's, they're missing some key, key pieces, and their goaltending, like you said, it's, it's iffy. Mm-hmm. It's been iffy all year. God, they play a structured game. Yep. And they're fast. And to say a team is fast against New Jersey. And they're quick yeah. on the transition, too, just like Jersey. So they play Jersey's game against them and uh, can, turn, can turn games around very, very quickly. Put that put that first period aside. They played an even second and third periods. Hmm? Yeah, their games are fun to watch I, too. I, I think this one's going to go a while though. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we all had them, uh, you know, at least six and seven. So you know, it, it's it's going to be a longer series. Um, you know, it's it's tough for New Jersey in that the first the first couple losses, right? You had Akira Schmidt start the game. He got lit up, and then they brought Varlamov. Uh, they brought Vanacek in. Or Vandercheck, yeah, and and he got lit up in that first game and just kind of got, got destroyed. And then, so I mean, they're slowly figuring it out, but it's uh, it's some good fast hockey. I'll tell you what, everything's for everything's a win for Jersey this year. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, even to get this far with such a young team, right? And they brought in the uh, the other Hughes. Luke yeah, Hughes. they're they're gonna be good. I'm telling you. They're going to be good. Um, all right, so there it is for uh, Race for the Cup, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, um, we all just nagged on the Leafs for like five minutes. Um, kudos to Florida. Uh, they took out the best team in the league, and, 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 and they're about to take out the Leafs. So kudos to them. We, we need to give them credit. Hot goalie, fast in the neutral zone, winning the battles, kudos. Yeah, I get a kick out of all those memes that are on the internet that say, you know, we want Florida. Ha ha, where are you now? Three nothing. Yeah, we wanted Florida because we'd rather play them than Boston. Yeah. But, but you know, we never said we were going to win. And every game's, <laughs> been in, every game's been within a goal. Oh yeah, they've been. Well, I did games, say we sure. were going to win. I, I went on record, and I'm, I'm I'm not giving up yet. I I'm the one, I'm the last tin soldier. Okay, like I'm. <laughs> if we win Wednesday, I'm in there for Friday, which means we need another night for Cape Cod Radio. Um, like I'm I'm there. It's been one goal the whole time. We're bound to snatch one or two. Oh, it's not but, blowout. So that's 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 the best part about it. You can't go. Oh well, Florida won eight nothing. Okay. But this is kind two, of what you two, expected like, Florida hard. to do last year, and they fell flat on their face. The part I find amazing is, is Florida would not even be in the playoffs if the Pittsburgh Penguins won their last two games, which were Chicago and Columbus, two flipping lottery teams. Yep. Right. And now the Panthers might ho- hoist the cup. 
and, and two lottery teams in the top four. Yeah. To tell you how bad they are. So. All right, Big B's ready. I know he is. He's frothing at the mouth. Let's go into our uh, crystal ball, ladies. Or well, actually, should we do Jay Vegas first? Let Big B. Yeah, do do Jay do Jay first, and then we'll go into. The- All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have you guys uh, mute yourselves. I'm gonna mute myself, and we are going to go into. Uh, oh, I didn't mean. To, for God's sakes, I hate this new camera. Now you changed your angle and everything. Look at you. Now there's two of you. How is there two of me? Because one's not bad. Oh, this is awesome. Marner, you suck. Can you hear me in stereo, Marner? You suck. Uh, Anyway, let's get rid of that. Oh, my Lord. I do not like this new format. All right. I'm going to mute myself, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Vegas. Welcome back, folks. Here we are again, another edition of Jay Vegas's Picks of the Week on Pucks and Pints Radio. We reviewed some of the, before a lot of those first round matches uh, were completed, we reviewed some of the picks going into the second round uh, last week. Um, uh, Still, nothing's changed for me. I'm riding this Vegas train right to the end. Uh, we talked briefly about Vegas, how they were 6-1, to one, the Leafs were 5-1. to one. Both fairly good picks going into the second round, but uh, the big thing was uh, the Boston Bruins line. The Boston Bruins favorite to win the Stanley Cup going into a Game 7 against Florida. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense that you're offering 28-1 to one on Florida, you're offering 3.5-1 to one on Boston. Yeah, I get it. It's the great Boston Bruins. Uh, Arguably a better record than the 1970s Montreal Canadiens record. Whatever, whether you agree with it or not, who cares? They were the mighty Boston Bruins. But Florida was able to take them down. And you were able to get 20. And I hope you caught a piece of that 28 to 1, guys, because 28 to 1 as opposed to 3.5 to 1 on the Boston Bruins, that's great value. And now here we are. Florida's up 3 nothing over the Maple Laughs. It's uh, been a pretty tough round two for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's be honest, guys. They haven't even really showed up. Uh, you haven't had one. You haven't had that elite player show up for a night and ring off three or four points. Matthews kind of doing nothing. Johnny T providing a little bit of offense, but it's three nothing for Florida now. And and you should have known if Florida can beat the mighty Bruins. They were going to give the Leafs a really tough series. And, uh, yeah, Leafs haven't shown up. Hope you didn't take a piece of that at 5-1. to one. But like I said, I'm still on Vegas at 6-1. to one. I hope you caught a piece of Florida at 28-1. to one. And the Devils pulled it off against the Rangers. Sorry, Big B. That was a pretty tough loss. But the three teams that we were kind of focused on last week, the Golden Knights, the New Jersey Devils and the Florida Panthers are all looking kind of good in this round two right now. I'm not going to, I mean, after this, we're in the semis and then we're going to the Stanley Cup. So I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to change my mind. I am going to throw out a pick. I'm going to throw out a pick for tonight after the podcast is over. We're riding Vegas, baby. 
I'm going to take Vegas and you're getting good odds. You're getting plus 155, meaning if you bet 100 bucks on the Vegas Knights and they beat the Oilers tonight, you're getting back $255 return. We're going with that and I'm also going to throw in a little I'm going to throw in a little extra pick for you. The main pick this week is going to be Vegas Knights to beat the Oilers in Edmonton at plus 155. If you can find a site that gives you same-game parlays, if you can find a site that lets you parlay two independent results in the same game, we're going to take Mr. Jonathan Marchessault to get a point tonight. He's paying, I believe, minus 110 to get a point, minus 130 on some sites. But if you want to take the Vegas Golden Knights at plus 155 and you can parlay them with Jonathan Marchessault to get that point tonight, you should be looking at about 2.2 or 2.1 to 1 odds. Uh, if you can't parlay them, take them separate. Take them separate. Lay 100 bucks on Vegas Knights tonight to smash the Oilers. And then a separate bet on Marshall tonight to get a point. If you want him to get a goal, I think at any point in the game, you're still getting a plus 150 or plus 155. You put both those together, you're getting close to 5 to 1. That's the J Vegas pick of the week, guys. And be careful as we go into round three. Sorry, Kenny, your Leafs just didn't show up. You can cheer for the next four games. Four games straight, they can ring them off and beat them. But as far as I know, that's only happened in the NBA. I don't. I think if you look through the annals of hockey playoffs in the NHL, I don't think anyone's ever come back from 3-0. I might be wrong. Call me on that if I am wrong. Leafs just didn't show up for you, Kenny. And the, the Rangers really let you down, Big B. Let's go Vegas, let's go Jonathan Marchessault, and let's see, maybe we can get these Devils in the final. How about a Devils-Golden Knights final? Right now, if you want to bet that, that pays 22 to 1. Just keep it in mind. Good luck, everybody, and good luck with your bets. May the odds be with you. Jay Vegas, uh, I said earlier, four teams, including the Leafs, in the history of the NHL have come back from three to zero deficits. All right, let's go inside the crystal ball, boys, and uh, we got to go to the Rangers first, and then we'll go to the other stuff. Hmm, what does the future hold? Let's find out inside the crystal ball. All right, Big B, we'll give it to you. The floor is yours, and then Bacon and I will will chime in with with our thoughts. Um, the New York Rangers lose in Game Seven to the New Jersey Devils. 
well, if you look at the series games four, five, and seven, they didn't even bother showing up. And uh, their four losses in the series, they scored a total of two goals. Uh, they just, they weren't in this series at all. They came out blazing in games one and two, dominated, and then suddenly they, I don't know, I don't know what happened. They took it for granted that they were going to win after those games. They certainly didn't adjust the way the Devils adjusted. Uh, and they couldn't do anything. They were four for ten, uh, four for uh, four for twelve, or four for ten on the power play in the first two games. I think after that they scored maybe one or two goals the rest of the series on the power play. Uh, they were not existent. And of course, Artemi Panarin, great in the regular season, does a disappearing act, uh, does his best David Copperfield impression uh, in the playoffs, <laughs> and uh, basically just hands the puck over to uh, the opponent. Um, Patrick Kane, another very extremely disappointing. Uh, he wants to be all fancy with the puck, does these drop passes to nobody, and turns the puck over. Uh, I think he, I know he had one goal and and, and uh, uh, I think he had five assists, so he was at least on the board. But for the most part, he didn't do much of anything either. Zabanajad played a great defensive series, scored one goal. Chris Kreider was the only one who was actually scoring, and most of that came in games one and two. They didn't show up. They didn't want this win for whatever reason. The entire season they talked about, uh, it's just a stepping stone to the playoffs because we have unfinished business. Well, you didn't do jack crap in this in the in the playoffs. You deserve to, I said it in our chat, they deserve to lose this series. If you can't show up to a game seven, you don't deserve to win. I have a couple of uh, questions for you. Because I've heard some stories along the line before we get to the uh, the coaching, mm-hmm. and and I'm wondering this could be for like several teams because we saw a lot of teams, a few of them no longer in the playoffs, that went all in. Mm-hmm. You got Tarasenko, you got Kane. I like those little moves you made on the bottom pairings, but. Does that disrupt a team that's on a roll already? The chemistry is there. And and I don't mean this just for the Rangers, but we're talking to the Rangers right now. Mm-hmm. Did did the moves cause chaos on the I bench? Think, I think the Patrick Kane move caused chaos. The Tarasenko move is what they needed. They needed a right winger, a scoring right winger. Tarasenko move was a good move. That's what they needed. Tyler Mott was a good move. They brought him back. Great fourth line guy that solidified the fourth line. The the uh, um, the Patrick Kane move really disrupted everything because now they didn't know what they were doing on the power play because now they want everybody in on the power play so that puts Zabanajad out of his position normally he's usually on the, the the left circle at the top of the circle getting his one timer they move him over to the bumper spot or they put him up high they move Panarin over there they put it disrupted everything. Tarasenko, a good move. I think he he fit in great with the Rangers. Patrick Kane, as good as he is, he looked lost on the Rangers, and the Rangers didn't know where to place him. And wasn't wasn't the Tarasenko deal that was done a couple weeks before the Kane move? Correct. That was. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the first one. And and uh, uh, Nico Mikola, which is another great pickup uh, on defense, solidifying the third defense pair. Right. So you got a little bit more time to work with them figure out where they need to go and by the time Kane showed up everybody had a spot it was like now what right and that yeah no. everybody the the power play was set up uh the lines were set 
then you throw Patrick Kane in there, and it's like, all right, what do we do now? Because we have to give we have to give him equal time on the power. The power play was the biggest thing. They were a great power play team, but once he got in there, and Zibanejad's moving all around, playing really out of position, and then for some reason, I have no idea. And this is Gerard Gallant's fault. Why they put Truba on the power play on the second power play unit as the defenseman instead of Keandre Miller makes absolutely no sense to me. Truba couldn't keep a puck in to save his life. He's a good defenseman and he'll hit somebody, but Keandre Miller is a puck mover, much like Adam Fox on power on the first power play unit. But you have Truba there who can't keep a puck in, can't take a pass, can't, he can shoot, but for the most part, he's given it up. It's it's coming out of the zone. Why he was on power play two, I don't know. So it, my, it, my, my second question is, before we get to the coach, because the Rangers are fascinating, ladies and gentlemen. I'm... I'm not trying to say we're going to spend, you know, the majority of the time on this, but they're a fascinating uh, specimen. I said to you last year, and I think, guys, I said it at the beginning of the year, I think the Rangers overachieved last year. I, they were amazing. They played great. They were almost in the Stanley Cup. But it wasn't their time yet, is what I've been trying to say the whole time. Are you leaning that way yet, Bigby? That maybe you went all in when it wasn't your time yet. You've, you've got a rich, young... I know you've got some older guys. Every team has some older guys. But you've got a rich, young foundation in New York. And I think, I believe... They overachieved last year. And everyone's expecting Stanley Cup this year. I was even thinking it at one point. But it's, I no, I, I agree, and I said it last year, too. They were well beyond. They, I, they were two to three years away, supposedly, last year. And they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But here's the difference. Coming into this year, look at the moves that were made last year. They got at the trade deadline or near the trade deadline, they got Andrew Kopp, Frank, Frank Vetrano, and Tyler Mott. Those are grinder guys. Those are guys that are good on the forecheck. Those are guys that are going to go into the corner and battle for the puck. What did they do this year? They got Tyler Mott back, which was great. Like I said, solidify that fourth line. They got um, Tarasenko, uh, high scorer, uh, uh, right winger that they needed. That Patrick Kane move didn't need to happen. They moved heaven and earth and massaged the cap so, you know, like five people were playing the entire game so they could make the Patrick Kane move. When they could have gone out and got, and I heard rumors, and I really wanted it, was Nick Bukestead to come in. He's in Edmonton, instead right? Of Patrick Kane, yep. somebody that's going to grind because you, they got it totally exposed by the Devils. There was nobody in the corners taking the puck away. they do the jump and chase, and the Devils would just take the puck right back out of the zone. There was nobody grinding. There was nobody forechecking. Those are the moves they did last year. They didn't move, do those moves this year. If they would have gone in that direction, I think Tarasenko was an asset. If they didn't go for Patrick Kane, which caused chaos on the power play and stuck to a more defensive player like Bukestead, I think they would still be in the playoffs right now. Now let's go over to Bacon. He hasn't had a chance to uh, talk about the Rangers yet. And let's talk about what Bacon would say is the elephant in the room. I told you 
Gallant was going to be fired. I find it one of the strangest things on this planet that the guys won something like 473 games with 64 losses and whatever in overtime, and he can't keep his job with anybody. Um, I told you he was on his way out. Bacon. Well, it's before I before I answer that, I find it interesting just to go back to what Big B was saying. I was scrolling back through our chat on Game Seven night. The game started at eight thirty, and at eight fifty, there was a comment that said, "Man, Panarin should be wearing a, a Devils jersey because he just keeps passing the puck to them." I said, and that. then about and then about ten minutes later, Kane's not far behind. Right? It, oh yeah, it was it was between basically between Big B and I because Coach K was probably sleeping at that. No, point. I I just I when I get, it's uh, you know when I get angry at a hockey game, I choose not to comment in chat. <laughs> but you should because it's fun. It's not fun for me. <laughs> but yeah, as far as far as Gallant goes. I agree. I, th- I think it's odd that he is such a revered coach, but he can't hold a job, you know, anywhere to save his life. Now, you know, there's there's a lot of rumors. There's nothing that's ever come out to say this is exactly why he was fired, or or they I guess they they parted ways is the the new term of the the season this year. But you know, there was there was rumors uh, after Game Four of an argument with uh, with Chris Drury about. Uh, you know, play style and strategy and, and, you know, GM's vision versus coach's vision and that kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you, I, I'll admit you called it probably what before the, I, I said, it, round, I said his it? job was on the line before the playoffs. I knew it. Yeah. It was about mid, mid first round that we, you, you kept reinforcing, like, look, if they don't win, he's going to go, he's going to go. And, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't see it coming. Um, I'll say as quickly as it did. Like li- literally, they got out of the playoffs. It was a week later, and we we got the the notification here. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds for a, for a coach in that spot. You know, there's a lot of rumors out there that uh, you know Quinville and this and that, and they've come out and debunked those today and said, you know, he wasn't on the list and. I'm not maybe, sure what's going to happen. To be maybe honest, maybe it'll be. How about how about Babcock, uh, uh, Big B? Uh, he's rumored. Uh, <laughs> the one guy, the one guy that might have the inside track is their AHL coach, uh, Chris Knobloch. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. I didn't think anyone would say that. Hundred percent agree. Now he made he first uh, uh, made his debut in the NHL uh, when. Uh, David Quinn was out with with COVID, COVID or whatever, yep. yeah, whatever it was yep. before Gallant, and the Rangers were so bad under David. David Quinn is a terrible coach. They were so bad when Chris Knobloch came in and coached them. They went on a winning streak. Everybody in New York said fire Quinn and hire Knobloch. The the media, every the fans, everybody wanted Knobloch to coach. So he may have the inside track. I mean, he's still the Hartford Wolfpack is still in the playoffs during the third round. Um, anywhere he's gone, uh, he's been revered as a really good coach and brought teams to championship level play. He may have the inside track. I'd unless, like to see that. Unless I, Drury wants to go with a name 
like, uh, you know, Bruce Boudreaux or, you know, Babcock, somebody like that. If not, Chris Knobloch should have the inside track, and I think he should get the job. I'll, I'll, I'll defunct that right away. Boudreaux is far too soft a man. He's a fantastic guy and a great coach. Far too soft for the New York market. Yeah, I, I don't see him fitting well in the market either. Uh, he's he he'd be a, I don't know, he, he'd be a, a, a Midwest Conference, maybe you know, maybe a Seattle or a Vancouver type deal. But uh, New York would eat that guy alive, unfortunately. The the, the one thing I did see was uh, that Drury would really like Mike Sullivan from Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh was to fire him. But it seems like Pittsburgh is. Not fired. They they fired the, you know the front office, the GM and the, and the president. Yeah. But um, they're gonna looks like they're gonna keep Mike Sullivan. But from what I read today, uh, Drury would love to have Mike Sullivan be on the bench. All right, let's uh, let's move along. We're running out of time. We got a few other things we got to <laughs> get to. But I feel your pain, Big B. Um, uh, Calgary, uh, Big B, um, another guy. They both left. I didn't think that was gonna happen, but. Mm -hmm. They both thought in Calgary. What's on the horizon there? Talk about players dictating the future. So guess who the rumors are that I've read today? I'm waiting. Gerard, Gerard Gallant. Could All be. All the rumors are Gallant to Calgary or that they're interested. Gallant comes in and he wins. Mm -hmm. But there's something beneath that I don't get. He's like the Bauer. The Bowers the same kind of coach. He comes in right away. He's a, the team loves him. Go, go, go. And then the next thing you know, the Bowers gone. So I yeah. could see Gallant there. But what did you guys think about that? Well, I, I thought the coach was going to go for sure. But I didn't yeah. think, uh, what's his name, uh, Trulleving or whoever he is, uh, would go. I thought he's done a really good job. Especially after Goudreau and 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 uh, Tuchuk left, he got Kadri, he got Huberto, he got uh, Mackenzie Weasler. He, I thought he did a pretty good job as far as the GM job went. Yeah, that's it, right? Like I called Sutter. I was like, man, he's gonna be gone right away, and then he stuck around, and I was, like, that's weird. And then Trelevin got got let go, and I thought, wow, that's interesting. That uh, you know, may, maybe the GM was the problem. And then here we are, two weeks later, that. Sutter's now gone and, you know, they're on the market to do something. But I think, you know, they haven't announced any GM stepping into that position, right? So was it more of a let's get rid of the GM, let things settle, and then we'll talk about Sutter and decide what to do with him later on? Do they have candidates in mind? Maybe. And maybe that was part of the, the process was, hey, you got to get rid of Sutter and I'll step in and you know, I'll take over as the GM and I'll find my own coach. If you, you know, maybe don't there's, maybe have, there's more to it behind the scenes right now, but I don't know. If you don't have things in mind, then you're really in trouble. <laughs> could it be? Could it be that the GM was out because they were? I mean, all season long they're fighting for a playoff spot, and they did absolutely nothing at the trade deadline. They didn't do anything, but, and they and they ultimately didn't make the playoffs. That could be a reason why the GM is out. Yeah. Yeah, true enough. And, and it's it's like the good old boys club, right, in, in, in Calgary. Um, 
I'm I, I'm surprised they're standing pat in Winnipeg. Because there's another franchise in big, big trouble. Yeah, I mean, based on their season, though, I mean, they, you know, they were had an up and down season. They had an up and down playoffs. I, I don't, I don't know that there's enough there to, to legitimately look at the coach and say it's time to go. Well, no, I like I like the coach, but I'm thinking of the GM, and I'm also oh, thinking, shovel day off, right? I'm yeah. also thinking of the culture there, like. I don't know how much weight you you, you take into Paul Maurice, but it, it, it was mental health. Mental yeah. health oh, is yeah. why he left Winnipeg. It, it's a toxic, terrible place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and, and obviously that starts from the top down, right? Yeah, that's not something that comes from the bottom up. That's no, no, that's culture, right? That's, that's workplace, work, workplace ethics, right? It's just the way it is. So, yeah, you're right. Um, but I guess it, it's you know their management group needs to step up and look at it and go look, we're 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 going through coaches and we're going through players. People don't want to be here. Why? Now no. I'd like to uh, throw a name out to you guys uh, before we move on to the draft and anything else. Another coach that was uh, relieved of his duties, who I absolutely love, was Dallas Eakin in in Anaheim. You don't think any of these teams may have an appetite for him? I, I, I think he's a great coach. I, I think he. Oh, sorry, Big B, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say I don't think the Rangers. He's on the Rangers list at all. Calgary. Uh, where else do we have coaches? Uh, Not many at the moment. I thought there was a bunch dumped, but Washington. Washington. I, I I like Dallas Egan. I I, I I thought they should have wrote it out. The young team they have there, and the possibility tonight of getting you know who, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, I think Dallas Egan is, is is the right guy. Um, I was going to say the same thing. I they started with you know everybody looking at them, going they're going to be so strong because they've got you know. Um, Zegris, and they've got this team built around them, and it's. But let's be honest, that was that Anaheim team is a similar team to New Jersey, where it's a young team. I think they put a lot more stock in that team in the beginning of the season than they should have. They should have looked at it and said, "Cool, it's not a rebuild year, but it's a learning year. We'll take what we can get from this team. We'll take the coach for what he's worth." Yeah, they crapped the bed. Like, they, they didn't do well. Like, they didn't even do 50% well. But I don't know. I, I think they probably could have given them another year and said, look, this is your deciding year. And tell them up front, this is your deciding year. Either you come in over 60% or, you know, take the walk. Knowing that there's a lot of guys on that team with a lot of talent, I think it just, they added a lot of young pieces between the end of, 2021 season and the 2022 season that really worked against Eakins doing an effective job. Look, I'm 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 going to deal you a two, a six, an eight, a queen, and a jack. You're not going to win the hand. Nope. But you got to put the best together, right? And, and, and I, but I, I don't I, think I, they gave him the chance. To everybody do that. I hear from. Again, we're talking culture, right? The poison in Winnipeg, perhaps in Vancouver, 
Um, who knows in New York what's behind the scenes? Probably too many egos. But I think this is a coach for a young team like that. And even if they pick second or third, they're going to get a hell of a player on June 28th. Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. So here's a question to you, B. Um, thinking of New York, mm -hmm. do they... Um, do you think it's more... Maybe it's not a poison culture, but like, like Coach K said, do you think it's a big ego, big money culture in the sense that you've got other teams in the area like the Knicks, the Yankees, you know, the other New York teams that are performing somewhat well, mm -hmm. where they come in and they go, we expect excellence 100% of the time, and if you can't win championships, you're going to go. Well, I mean, that goes on in New York regardless regardless of the sport but the Knicks and the Rangers have a particular issue and uh, his name is James Dolan he's mm. the owner of both the Knicks and both the Rangers teams. Yeah. Yep. and his ego is larger than Madison Square Garden he thinks he knows everything about everything and he has the final say in everything so and and you see through the years how god awful the Knicks have been because he's had his hand more in basketball than hockey uh, but, you know, when he went with Glenn Sather on the Rangers and, you know, when Glenn Sather couldn't do anything anymore and, uh, you know, he's hired Dennis Potvin as the coach who had no coaching experience whatsoever. The problem is James Dolan. He doesn't know how to put together a winning organization in either hockey or basketball. And until he sells, which he never will, there's always going to be questions and there's going to be quick firings and there's never going to be a chance to develop anything. Well, and, and that's what I was wondering, right? Knowing that the Knicks are in the NBA playoffs and, and Dolan being the owner and his, his, like you said, his ego being as big as it is. Mm -hmm. I, I would, if I'm the Knicks coach, man, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> if they don't beat Miami, I, maybe he walks too. Maybe it's just, maybe that's the way it is. I, and that's a hundred percent the way it is with James Dolan. It's you win now or you're gone. Yeah, so it's. I think I think you hit the, the nail right on the head there, Kay, with uh, New York being an ego money performance market more than a toxic culture market, possibly. Same as Toronto. Oh, I mean, you, know, you you go to these other places and like even Florida and Arizona and Carolina, perhaps. And you're you're free. You're free from the media. You just don't get yeah. killed. Um, and don't get me wrong, everybody likes to win. Oh, but again, at, at, at what cost? That's right? the idea, that's right? The, the idea is to win. The idea is to compete. All right, let's jump over to Mike Joel. It's a great conversation so far tonight, guys. Uh, let's go over to the Sports Minute, uh, kind of a lighter look at sports, ladies and gentlemen. And when we get back, we'll uh, we'll close things off with the, uh, the big uh, draft. Now it's time for Sports Minute with Mike Jollitz. Hello, 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 pucks and pints. Hello to you, Coach K. Hello, Big B. And hello to you, Bacon, as well. Hey, guys, it's still hockey season, and I've really been watching a lot of hockey lately, so it's been really cool. But now it is time for the Sports Minute. 
Denny Hamlin edged out Kyle Larson to win the NASCAR race in Kansas yesterday. I was uh, sleeping. I missed it. Oakland A's legendary pitcher Vita Blue died. The Hall of Famer was 73 years old. Milwaukee Bucks fired their head coach Mike Buttonholzer, or whatever it is. Uh, He had a pretty decent 693 win percentage and a world championship. I don't know. And finally, in the sports minute, the Arizona Diamondbacks lost to the Washington Nationals on Sunday after giving up a three-run lead. The Diamondbacks took two out of three from the Nationals, though, so... (laughs) All right, you guys, well, that's it for this for now. I'll be back with another sports minute next week, and uh, let's go watch us some more hockey, guys. All right, later. (laughs) Bye-bye. boys uh we're coming to the end great show great conversation great uh input from everyone tonight by the way um it's been a weird year uh my favorite saying tonight though and i'm gonna use it again let's go to the elephant in the room it's absolutely the uh the connor bedard sweepstakes they're they there's some really good hockey players out there. I, I've been doing a little reading and a little watching the videos and stuff, and you're not a loser just because you're a loser. But uh, here we are, and we can't guess, guys. I mean, the, the, the odds are crazy. But you got Ed, uh, sorry, not Edmonton. Uh, Anaheim, 18.5%. Columbus, 13.5%. Uh, Chicago, 11.5%. Uh, San Jose and Montreal, 9 and 8. Arizona, 7.5. Philadelphia, 6.5. I mean, Capitals, Red Wings, Blues, Canucks, Senators, Sabres. God, not the Sabres again. Uh, Pittsburgh and Nashville and even Calgary as a 0.5%. What you say, Big B? Anaheim. You think it's going to go right to the numbers? Yeah, it usually does. So I, I, I say Anaheim. But I, I have a question for you. Of those top three, because Calgary's, he's not going to get them, who would you not want him to go to? I would say Columbus myself. Yeah, I hate Columbus. Yeah, if he goes to Columbus, you can put him and Goodrow on a, on a missing poster. But could I go to team number five and say he better not go to Montreal? Why not? I hate Montreal. (laughs) Maybe he's the piece they needed this year. Then they have the. Then they're even smaller than the Leafs, and they're never going to go anywhere. Okay, so you got like four midgets on your freaking top two lines. (laughs) Exactly right. I'm going to surprise you here. I. What would really be interesting to me, and I don't know how Big B feels about this, but I think the Flyers would be kind of cool. That's a good hockey town. He's not rough enough to be on the Flyers. But you know what I really like? Because they've been burned so many times, and I can get cheap tickets. Imagine him playing in Detroit. 
Yeah, those cheap tickets wouldn't be cheap tickets any longer. Yeah, right? Probably not. You're right. So what do you say? You say Philly? No, no. I, I'm, 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 I, I don't know what to say. I, 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 I mean, would kill him. Oh, I absolutely. Don't. Yeah, he'd, he'd take one look and go, nah, I'll just wait till next year again. Right. <laughs> but... I know Anaheim, like one in five, right? And 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 and, and Columbus is right behind Chicago. Now, I mean, there's another storied franchise, right? You want to rebuild? You want to get Patty Kane back next year? Although he says he's not going back now. Chicago could be interesting. I don't want him to go to San Jose. I don't want him to go to Montreal. And God, I don't want him to play in a university arena in I think, Arizona. I think Chicago would be the best place for him. I think that'd be cool. Uh, um, yeah, he would fill the need with with Taves not coming back. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if Kane ends up back in Chicago or not. But I'll tell you what. I agree with you, Coach K. It's, it's tough to kind of even think about where he's going to land, only because of the format of how it's picked. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's a draft lottery. It's 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 15 teams or 11 teams in a in a in a mix. They pick a ball and go, ah, number two got it. No, it's four balls. Yeah, well, it's the all, the teams, that, all the teams that balls. miss the playoffs are kind of right. in there, right? Like, yeah, and then the machine randomly pulls four balls, and based on a predetermined list that came out this afternoon, the NHL says if it's this combination of numbers, it's this team. So, for example, if it comes out with a 6, a 9, a 10, and a 14 in that four-ball combination, he goes to Anaheim. See, I didn't know this. This is why I didn't want you to spew this uh, on the pre-show. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it just, it's crazy the way that the, the numbers and the analytics are. Now, obviously, with a, you know, let's say Anaheim being an 18.5% chance, they obviously have more numbers in the combinations than anyone else, right? Is that how it works? Here's the thing I, I, I find fascinating about this, and this goes beyond who gets the number one pick. And I can't stand them. You guys know it very well. But the Red Wings have been robbed. They have dropped. Like, your Rangers, Big B, they... Popped up like five spots the one year. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of it, right? Is based on the numbers that are drawn, let's say after Bedard goes, it then determines with a sequence number where they sit and how many teams, you know, maybe you jump two queues, maybe you jump two positions, maybe you. I'll post the link. On our Facebook page, yeah, please do. I'd, I'd like to see that. It's great. Like it's just it's mind blowing to look at it, you know. And and just for, for instance, here's here's a look at at just one column on the document. Hey, God, let's. Uh, and it's, it's probably backwards, I don't know if it's but, backwards for you yeah. guys or not, but if you know if number th- number one, number three, number twelve, and number fourteen ball come up, yeah, St. Louis gets them. <laughs> like it's crazy. This this document is like. I don't know. It's like twenty pages. I'm so just how does oh. how does the ball pop up with the the the, the team? It's just programmed. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not even a team. The teams are assigned numbers. Well, yeah, it's but like, the ball pops up. I remember seeing like the Rangers the when they lottery. got Lafreniere. No, right. It's, like it's, the it's well. Lottery. Yeah, that I think that's the part they do for TV. Yeah. Okay. Because the part that 
is done behind the scenes. It's just a giant lottery machine with, you know, 17 or 18 or however many number, number of teams are out of the playoffs. It'd be, uh, what, uh, 16 teams or something? Mm. Numbered balls, and it just pulls one, two, three, four. There's your combination. Cool. It's this team. So, and I love when they hold the signs up. So we we, we got to cut this in like two minutes. But the one team I don't want to see is Buffalo. I'm sorry. You've been blessed enough. Deal with it. You got a great team. You need a goalie. Move on. I feel like, and you're going to hate me for saying it, I feel like he's going to end up in Montreal or San Jose. That's my thought. So you're one of those. One of those two spots. You're thinking Montreal. You're going to pick him next year to finish um, second or third. (laughs) And uh, listen, we've been over that prediction a number of times. (laughs) And the alcohol fueled induction. You will never live that down. I don't care. And I don't intend to, because I. They should have done better than they did. They're crap. But, but my Leafs are crap too. But anyway, I feel like they're going to go to the number three and number four, San Jose or Montreal. B's got Anaheim. Say what Anaheim. say you? He's too I'm small. Go, for uh, I'm going to go yeah. Chicago. Although and, I wouldn't. And again. I wouldn't the mind Detroit. I wouldn't mind of Detroit. Us choosing this properly and choosing it correctly is like one in a million. Yeah. But, you know, hey, with an 18% chance at Anaheim, I think B, you probably have the best chance at getting yeah, it. Yeah, right. one in five. I mean, like, still, that's not good odds. Ask Jay Vegas. I don't know. No, don't ask Jay Vegas. Yeah, yeah well, true, he's, true. He's Nobody sunk. parlay on, on, on the nights tonight. <laughs> yeah. His parlay will be that the Bedard goes second this tonight. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what's going to happen. I guarantee it. Columbus is going to get the first round pick and pass on Bedard. <laughs> There's my pick right there. The Blue Jackets, yeah, just, the Blue Jackets win the lottery and they pass on Bedard. Just to opt Goodrow into another year of his contract. <laughs> so that means if Anaheim falls second, I still win. You do. <laughs> All right, boys, we got to go. Who do you got, Bacon, by the way, before we leave? Uh, Like I said, Montreal or San Jose. All right. Let's go with it. All right, kids, we'll see you next week if all goes well in the uh, world of hockey. Later. Thank you to all the listeners on our affiliate stations. To find out more, check out Pucks and Pints Radio on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel now and make sure you never miss another upload. This is Pucks and Pints. 